Hello, welcome to Roleplaying Public Radio. This is uh, RPPR episode something. We don't know what the number is because I don't know exactly when this is coming out because this is our uh, curtain call, our post-mortem for Delta Green and Possible Landscapes. Uh, so if you're listening to this, the entire campaign has been released, all 16 episodes. Uh, and yeah, we have the cast here uh, and we're, we're going to be talking about the campaign, what we liked, uh, what how we how I changed it, what the, the players did, uh, what they thought was going on and what actually happened. And uh, all that uh, juicy back behind the scenes stuff. Anyway, <laughs> uh, first off, I do want to thank my cast uh, for this campaign tremendously. You are all were great. Uh, you should all deserve all the applaud. All the uh, 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 huge thank you uh, to uh, Maddie, Thad, Rob, and Faye. Um, hello, all of you. Greetings. G'day. Hey. Yeah, yeah, what do you mean you don't know when when this is coming out? It's at the end of the masquerade as we yes, all take off true. our masks. <laughs> at and, midnight. Uh, yeah. All is revealed. Yeah, it's yeah. happening now and forever. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. It's always happening now. Uh, yeah, so um, obviously, hopefully if you're listening to this, this is going to be a lot of spoilers for the campaign. It is nothing <laughs> but spoilers, so please listen to the campaign first. Um, but if you're looking for advice on running surreal horror uh, as... Impossible Landscapes calls itself. Um, this this hopefully will have some advice for that because this is a very challenging campaign to run. And uh, I hope it was uh, a very fun uh, game to play. But, it was. Uh, yeah. Fucking ruled. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but it's also probably it was a little challenging for all of you as well, I imagine, uh, because feeling lost and not knowing what to do is like, that's what it's trying to do. But there's... Do, the the I it's I'm lost I don't know what to do and I'm having fun or I'm I'm lost I don't know what to do and I'm frustrated like and I mean I, it always I, felt like there was a thread to pull on regardless of whether or not that thread went anywhere I, you know there was no shortage of paper uh, paper bags for the tigers in the cage <laughs> yes uh, there's actually another layer to it though because there's definitely a level where a player or player group can be kind of lost and confused, but enjoying themselves in this campaign that would not necessarily reach the level of being entertaining to listen to for an audience. So I don't think you actually give yourself quite enough credit, Ross. Like this is a campaign that is hard to run and then additionally hard to make into like good actual play content. And I was trying to be conscious through it of role-playing choices I could make that made the radio experience oh. better. Uh, and I, and I think that like all the other players did a really good job and you did an excellent job uh, facilitating it because I, I do think that there are certainly ways that this campaign could play out that would be fun to play and very boring to listen to. And mm. I uh, perhaps in hubris, think that we didn't do that. I think that we made a pretty good show. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been listening back to some of the episodes, and I do say, even though I've played it, I still find it pretty entertaining. I'm not a, mm. exactly a vain person. It, it is just compelling content, and I think everybody's characters and the way that they played them really contribute to that, especially because there was, this, there was so many good fucking, like, just the dynamic of everybody. Mm like individually and then as a team and then you know mix and matched it, it was just a great cast gm included yeah um yeah and and uh i i uh 
this book came out actually uh, in June uh, 2021, like two years ago. Um, and I got a copy early on and people were, as soon as it came out, asking me to run this. And it took me yeah. a you year. just finished reading it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it took me a while to like figure out who to cast for it. Like who, who is, who is I going to put in? Cause you know, there's a good number of it and uh, of people available, fortunately um, for, for actual play stuff. And uh, so it took me until like December of last year, December, 2022 for, for I really finalized, Hey, would you like to do this? Uh, and of course uh, I knew actually Thad, you were my first choice. Cause like I, I, you're a rock solid player and you, you obviously uh, you, I and Faye, I believe were all play testers for the original. Yeah. Campaign as yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I three like, plus Caleb. It yeah. made the early games so like increasingly surreal because I had these like wisps of memory. I assume Faye is probably in a similar situation yep. yeah. where like <laughs> yeah. I remembered that I would remember things like in the middle of us being reconfronted by stuff or uh, yeah, it was it's so strange. But I'm ah, I'm. I'm so like flattered that that that's uh, the case though, because uh, I I uh, honestly like I'm very self critical about everything in in my my life. So the fact that uh, that you would stack me up with the the crew here uh, still Aww. is is uh, wonderful. Because man, uh, yeah, I, I too have been re-listening. I only just now got up to episode uh, end of episode or beginning of the time jump, mm-hmm. and man, like I. I think maybe just because we've been in it for so long, I forgot how early like we had such a good like the characters established so early and the ways that they changed over time. Just oh, it's good. It's good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to break my arm patting everyone on the back, but <laughs> like I just it's been real good the last couple of days to be catching up with those early games. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was definitely a hundred percent because we did a really good session zero, I think for everybody to just sit and talk about who our characters were and how they came into Delta green and how they approached things. And so everyone had an idea of who they were going to play before we started, um, which, you know, for a Delta green one shot, you don't really need to do, but I think for a campaign, it really helps, uh, because a one shot is more like, what is the monster of the week? What is the, what is the thing? Uh, out to get us and but in a campaign you actually you know have time to find out who these people are and why they're throwing themselves at this impossible thing that's going to destroy them and yeah yeah it's the mindset that i always like with delta green campaigns is at the start you want to paint a clear picture of who the character you're playing is at their prime or like you know healthy and then the campaign is about fucking watching them unravel. Yeah, mm-hmm. make sure everyone knows what they have to lose. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the Delta Green structure in a nutshell. That's a really good way to summarize it because, like, you know, a lot of role playing games are about like your character growth. Like, as you go from a level one little, you know, uh, novice to a level 10 or 20 badass, right? But like, Delta Green is like, I survived, I got through it with only this much trauma and and uh uh hurt and like that's that's i'm the winner i survive like that that's what you you're you if you don't take up that much sanity and and permanent physical damage you've done well in delta green like yeah you don't I have winning just is, below yeah. my previous quality of life therefore i won yeah <laughs> exactly. the prize for winning is more trauma 
Yeah. Um, and then, like, Rob, I was really uh, happy to hear that you were interested to to check this campaign out um, because I know, you know, from the games you've run for us, I, I figured you would be a good player as well as, it, you know, since you're a good GM. Um, Rarely and, get to do it, but I do yeah. enjoy doing so. Mm-hmm. I'm and, also a super picky player, and I didn't really have complaints about this, which is like a really high honor. <laughs> I, I'm kind of a bitch when it comes to actually uh, running games for me because I'm so picky yeah uh, well thank you i i, I uh, that is very high praise I, I know yeah as a as a fellow you know mostly forever gm i i know what it's like uh i am lucky and then maddie of course i know you're a really good role player and uh every game i've seen you play uh you've been great and uh because you're one of the you have that rare player challenge of like yay my character suffered yay my character <laughs> had a cool death it's great you know <laughs> yeah, yeah drive him like you stole him that's yeah. that's <laughs> kind of how i go yeah it's uh <laughs> No, like this was definitely uh, scary as shit for me. I don't think I've ever played a campaign this long, especially in mm-hmm. Delta Green. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I, I think for me, it's I very much have that like I, I'm newer to role playing than most y'all. But like, I have that. Oh well, like, of course, Maddie's on this the GM's girlfriend thing. There's like. I, I really hope people enjoy what I think I did okay, but it's like that's no, never you're, not you're in the back great. of my mind. Yeah, how, how dare you undersell yourself? It's the GM's yeah. spouse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will divorce him if that wasn't on this thing. Oh, no. Well, no, it, makes you were great. Feel, it makes you feel any better. Like, from from the beginning of the time that you would, like, pop in on dead channels, like, mm. I, I immediately assessed you as, like, ah, yes, Maddie is, like, they're a very good player, like, would be glad to have them on something at some mm-hmm. point. Oh, thank you. I think it, it also really showed in the campaign. I, I I'm not sure if it's what you set out to do or if it's something that you kind of noticed as a, like, uh, a deficiency, but you positioning Ryan as, like, the very down to earth straight man in a very literal sense was <laughs> perfect. I, because it was like, I, I feel like we had a couple characters, especially Yersenia who would start <laughs> talking about shit like semiotics and like the real and uh, philosophy yep. and all that shit. And then Ryan would be like, <laughs> guys, guys, it's just a bad thing. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I, I think I, my yeah, uh, it was definitely like you needed someone in the group to do it, and it made the most sense for me at least. And like, I can easily like just tilt Ryan slightly and then keep going that way. Like it, it worked great. It worked really well. I, I enjoyed Ryan a lot, and I think Ryan was kind of a linchpin, honestly, because it was like it with the three of us with you know. Jurgen, the yep. the killer, uh, Marley, the uh, whipped dog, or whatever, uh, and and my character. I, I feel like it would have been a very different kind mm-hmm. of game without Ryan. So yeah, it's Ryan's just, normalcy. Uh, yeah, Ryan's yeah. normalcy actually gave us license to get nuttier with it. Mm-hmm. Than, like, exactly. Would, oh, then God. would have like yep. tonally worked to like. That's- maintain a consistent emotional you need a straight man yeah yeah. that's what it is it resets the stakes like it Mm -hmm. makes it lets you escalate and de-escalate and escalate again to maintain like interests yeah it was also like just an extremely fun role to play like hearing you guys monologue for a while and be like or no (laughs) (laughs) or hear me out on this what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think my favorite word with that is like I simply wouldn't do my mother. It's like yes, 
I think I think the little almost meme worthy tendency that developed toward the like the latter half or, or or maybe even third of the campaign for Ryan to constantly find himself uncomfortably witness to relationship drama. <laughs> yes. I I was like I noticed it happened like the first time and I was like wouldn't it be funny if I did this to and Ryan just, again and again. It just happened so again and again. It was very very good. <laughs> oh. Just the image of him trapped in a car like not again. Straightest man in the world, uh, party mm-hmm. team, messiest lesbian drama in a red jaguar. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I, God, I really uh, do agree. Gosh, about the I'm, I'm really stressed out. I better go talk to my more normal friend, the Cormac McCarthy character. <laughs> <laughs> my more normal friend, the guy who stole a body out of a morgue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, that grounding that Ryan gave, gave, uh, um, because this is a campaign that also can get lost, um, I think, uh, because it, it's surreal horror. It is about things that happen that do not make sense um, and trying to have the mind reconcile the impossible um, and the inability to do that. And that's that's the horror uh, from it. And so having someone who's very down to earth and very centered and very realistic uh, allow you know, helps keep the campaign from flying away to where the problem is, you know, when you get too surreal, it it becomes nonsense, it becomes noise. And you still want to have that pattern there, that illusion of logic of structure, at least. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that, that again, that creates that tension. That is really interesting. Um, And that, that's sort of like the knife's edge where impossible landscapes is being like weird, but not too weird. And uh, yeah. uh, So yeah, no, that was great. Um, And cause I I love how you all are picking different archetypes really. And archetypes that worked well with each other. Um, Mm. And um, yeah. So, um, yeah, and personally for me, like, I, I think that Delta Green, like, the uh, Impossible Landscapes, uh, my love of it grew from before it became a book, because originally this was a, a scenario in Delta Green Countdown that I ran multiple times at, like, conventions and for RPPR uh, night floors, mm. and um, I love that idea of horror that wasn't body horror, that wasn't, like religious you know christian demons ah, coming to kill us or like alien horrors that kill you and that's it um which a lot of other delta green and other things have it, it was unique in in a feel in in a genre that i i, I love um and uh so when the book came about i i figured i finally figured out oh wait all four of them that would be perfect um <laughs> and uh we started and uh yeah then we had that session zero which um Let's take a look at our uh, notes here, because I actually did have a notes for session zero. Uh, Maddie as a veteran EMT, um, but someone who saw the elephant, who saw impossible, you know, uh, horrific things. Um, then that as an FBI agent crisis negotiator believes in the cause. Trust your re- the recruiter. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, for a Faye, while. Yeah, yeah, for oh, a while. Uh, oh, Faye is a cryptographer, linguist slash gun nut, defense contractor, blackmailed into working for Delta Green. Uh, Rob is a criminal undercover fed replacement. Uh, oh yeah. We also had replacement characters cause I wasn't sure mm. how you were going to play. And like, mm-hmm. I am really glad the same characters <laughs> survived the entire campaign, but, uh, certainly in the first half of the campaign, you characters, uh, could have, uh, all died, uh, pretty horrific deaths pretty early on because there are quite a few things. Um, we'll get to yeah, it, what, but I'm pretty I sure it's... I came really goddamn close to dying <laughs> a time or two. 
Yeah, the yeah, lion was, was the... Ask, yeah, yeah. What in the early game, if it's not you know too derailing, uh, I would love to know what we brushed against that could have killed us. Um, well, I know, let's see here, in the, the night floors isn't too bad, per se. Obviously, messing up the, setting the building on fire. Uh, I got advice from Caleb on how to burn a building down, actually. Uh, Caleb sucks. He's <laughs> well, that's not that admissible. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I get, yeah, like, because, uh, uh, the, obviously, you could have messed that up, um, pretty easily. Um, but the, uh, night floors don't have a whole whole lot of like instant death traps at least that i yeah it seems like the most yeah. likely way to lose an agent to the night floors at least from my cursory reading over it is loot is hitting zero sand and just mm -hmm. like disappearing into the night floors oh yeah that right. yeah that's on press. if any of you hit zero sand you're gone like mm -hmm. um if you attack the marionettes uh that showed up that would have been really bad the marionettes are very deadly uh beings. not touching the puppets i, yeah. I did not want to know what the puppets did and we yeah. never found out and i am grateful for that yeah the clown um, was enough <laughs> Yeah, so actually the, the first act, which is Night Floors, isn't too bad. Now, I did add two major elements of that, uh, the ghouls and the then mentioning Club Apocalypse, because it's a place in New York in the 90s, and canonically Club Apocalypse uh, slash The Fate are active in New York at that time. And if you don't know who they are, they're basically, what if organized crime had, was also a cult that had real magic and could you summon monsters to kill people instead of just shooting them? Um, and also, the, it was the run by possibly an avatar of Night of the uh, Stephen Aziz is uh, basically wink, wink, uh, not Nyarlathotep. Uh huh. Definitely a human so guy. Yeah. Jurgen did eventually get his in to yeah. Club Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the ghouls are also active in New York in the '90s, and so I, I just like I think ghouls are I just think they're neat. Um, <laughs> so I just wanted also uh, something for you, your characters, to know about and have access to. I wanted to see what you did with it. I honestly just mm -hmm. threw it out there to see. You could have ignored them entirely, hated them, um, but I was like, well, let's just see what what they do with that. Um, but yeah, normally uh, a lot of Impossible Landscapes is sort of written from the perspective that only Carcosa is real. Nothing else is unnatural. Nothing exists except the play. Therefore, there's no ghouls. There's no other cults. It's all Carcosa. Um, and uh, but yeah, once you get to act two, though, that's when things get really there's a lot of a lot of death traps. The first one of which is the lion, which is the monster. Uh, in Barbus's house, that uh, crit failed an attack against uh, yeah uh, Jorgen. <laughs> yeah, as I recall, a crit miss was the only thing that uh, kept me alive there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me just take a look. See what while it like does. you and uh, Ryan were fleeing, Ryan missing a shoe. Oh my yeah. god! Stepping in the glass, lighting your <laughs> shoe on fire. Yeah, just John McClaning. Uh, well, it would not have necessarily killed you, but it's it has two attacks. One impale, which I think it was was does one d eight plus two damage, armor piercing three. Uh, but it could also ram you for two d six damage, armor piercing two. Do you um, have lethality or something? Uh, that no, not that. But you can only hurt it. Uh, it's incredibly durable, is its thing. Um, mm. It's made of steel. Every attack that hits and rolls an odd number in its damage inflicts only one damage. An odd lethality roll inflicts one damage. An even lethality roll inflicts 2d10 damage. Um, the, it's completely immune to fire. So, um, yeah, it is very, very dangerous. Uh, <laughs> I love that it's completely immune to fire. The the one thing that we always rely mm -hmm. on. <laughs> mm -hmm. We did. God, that 
That's hilarious. That that's what we tried to do, and it wouldn't have even fucking worked. Um, that was that was one of the big moments in in Barbas's house where my memory of the the beta campaign was just like, it's, oh yep. no, I can't say shit about. And it, it was it was yep. great that we had naturalistically split off to where <laughs> Faye and I weren't there. So I had was, no idea what I was getting into. Yeah, so it was yeah. just Rob, and then eventually, or no, yeah, you you two were both there together. So yeah, you, and I I figured Faye also remembered the lion. Uh, yep, and I was just like Got, biting my tongue. Mm-hmm. So all right, this question has been on my mind for what the thirty years that Dennis Duttweiler was working on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck does the salt circle do in in Barbus's house? Was the salt circle? even there in the actual one because i remember i remember playing the beta with you caleb and thad and feeling like stepping into the salt circle was a really bad idea when caleb did it let's take a look um yeah i don't let me let me look it up uh let's yeah the the there there it is he definitely oh god why is it doing that it's just there it is uh nope I don't know. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember oh, that. Ah, uh, the question remains unanswered. Uh, yeah. you heard it here first. Do you remember what how, room that was in? Uh, was it in the top floor? Or the it was probably in the top I, floor. Yeah, yeah, I really don't. Because he climbed it. in in the first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, because the thing it. is, the lines in the downstairs area, and he activates if you get too close to it. So uh, Jurgen basically managed to get through, see a lot of the stuff in the house without. Waking up the lion because if you normally if you just go through the front floor you're gonna wake it up before you find anything. I feel Not like we activate the yeah. I feel like we activated the lion pretty early in the in the beta thing because I think we went in through the front, didn't we? Uh, well, yeah. I after Jurgen, he climbed up. He was literally second story man. Oh uh, no, no, I, I remember that. I was just yeah, trying yeah. to remember what what we did in the 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 beta test one. Yeah, I feel like uh, that happened faster. Yeah, that that recording's on. Uh, I, I have that recording somewhere. I'll have to find it because uh, I never remember send it to Dennis. Um, let's see here. H agent. Um, yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that one um, because there's the scribe. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, Etching the floor. Well, there's an et, uh, a meter wide seal. It's not in salt. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, I I feel yeah. like it must have changed then. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. Uh etched into the floor seal? behind beneath the futon is a meter wide seal, an agent with a cult recognize it's connected to demonology. Um so uh yeah, it's uh a summoning circle for Marbus, which is Barbus's demonic ah, name. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I know after all these years, finally I've I've opened my bottle. Now I can disappear. <laughs> Use it disconnected uh, from your channel. Yeah, so the the second big death uh uh so the second big uh uh dead death trap for the second chapter is actually contacting Delta Green for help. And I sort of foreshadowed this a little bit. <laughs> if you if uh because they still believe in the static protocol. So mm. if they realized you had been infected or contacted, you know, by the king influenced by the king in yellow, they would have said, Oh, come to this abandoned shopping mall for <laughs> an, uh a debriefing. Uh and if you look in the table of contents, that's called the uh let's see here, the Trevolino Mall ambush. Um, oh. they have they have six Delta Green agents with fully automatic weapons waiting for you, and they just wait for you to come in and hose you down. Uh, it's Jesus. possible. 
Uh, it's possible to survive it, but it's six really determined people with good skills trying to kill you. So, um, yeah, uh, those are the two big ones before you get in Dorchester house. Uh, well, it depends. Like the thing is, it's so open ended. If you go to the nurse's house, uh, her, her house is an entire shit show. It's basically it's as messed up as Barbus's house. And you totally avoided that the entire campaign. I uh, almost that. went there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted I think that to was go a- there, but it didn't work. Yeah. That was a to-do item that never got crossed off. So, yeah. wow, we bullet dodged. So, yeah, by the way, uh, Maddie, you never talked to the teenager uh, because... I read that in the... I was like, God fucking damn it. But it makes it better that I wasn't talking to a fucking teenager, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's murdered her entire family or her mm-hmm. entire family what? is gone. But she has a cloak uh, that allows her to appear as any of them. What? Uh, she's oh all God. of her family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was a whole thing. You could have investigated oh. and found out and like been horrified by all Jesus. the horrific shit in that house. And you just think it's like, nope. I just feel oh. better I wasn't stalking a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better that the teenager's dead. Wants to live, but... um, <laughs> there was but, a uh yeah it's going it looked like if you like went there and you know, like you could get the cloak if you i, I mm-hmm. should killed her or whatever like and yeah. that lets you oh become your bonds and all of us are so bonded to each other that would have been hilarious oh god, <laughs> oh god. yeah it's a bond to- for life yeah uh there I mean, Jurgen you- doesn't give a shit but yeah <laughs> Yeah, if he you actually look, does, just not not to the level of bonds, I suppose. <laughs> what is it called? I think it's called the Cloak of Truth. Uh, yeah, it's on page three forty two in the book, and um, yeah, it yeah, it's it's got its own its own stat write up. That's how cool it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I did pull no no that's another thing, but yeah the 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 um, you can never find Dolan's house because he doesn't. Ha- he stays in the Dorchester house the entire time. But actually, you could have tailed any of the other staff members that left, and they all had a weird, fucked up thing that they were doing. Uh, in fact, you could have found an exit entrance into the Whisper Labyrinth early, because uh, one of them basically goes to this burned out car in the middle of a field, opens up the trunk, and goes in, and doesn't come uh, every night, and doesn't come up until morning, because that's those are just doors that lead to the Whisper Labyrinth. So wait, if we found the Whisper Labyrinth, then like what? Uh, what? No, it's it's specifically fucked up so that you can't find the way out. It's just a trap. Okay. It's a, okay, uh, so it just kills you then. It doesn't. Like, no, it's, it, it it just terrifies you and uh, forces you to. Uh, uh, let's see here. We accidentally uh, clip through the wall and uh, sequence break the campaign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You could have found your your you know uh, bottle, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I wanted that so bad. I wanted to find mine so bad. I'm disappointed in Marley for not finding it for me. Hey, folks, today we're playing Impossible Landscapes. We're doing a tool-assisted soul vivisection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the... Let's see here. Tool-assisted transubstantiation. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so by session three, which is the beginning of chapter two, um, plus one corruption... Uh, for Yersinia, for the following acts, for seeing Abby in the photo, for reading the Sec- uh, Secreto Librarium and reading World Without Doors. Uh, minus one corruption for breaking the radio. Uh, that was Jorgen because it was playing the music. Uh, minus one corruption, Marley, for advising to uh, ignore the books. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Don't minus read, one, it's bad for you. <laughs> uh, minus one corruption for all for burning down the building. 
Um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of this is just your okay. So in session four, here's what <laughs> I have. your city is failings. Yeah, uh, your senior, here's what you got. Uh, plus one crusher for the following act staying on the case, got the red book. Finding help me in, in an invitation. Uh, yeah, it was session four. It was the beginning of chapter. Anyways, yeah. um, plus one, uh, Yersinia for decoding the request exemplar. Plus one, Yersinia anagrams. Minus two, Yersinia for the bond with Marley. Um, oh. So oh. Kind of, I'm a see. very positive influence and nothing else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and nothing uh, else. I'm so good at getting corruption. I am yeah. so glad I yeah, you were, to play a you were like, you're you're like a, you're like a truffle pig for corruption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Go and find our damnation. Go go find it. And also I was I would attempt like the thing, the way you were indicating, oh, I want to be I want to be the one to, to like take the place and stop the spread of the king and you'll be a more like okay well static protocol exists they can always uh, recruit new people oh, you, yeah yeah no that that was the thing Yersinia wasn't I wasn't exactly angling for a good end I was angling <laughs> for a bad end for Yersinia but like morally <laughs> cosmically a slightly yeah. better end for the rest of the mm -hmm. world Cool. Uh, let's see here. Marley, uh, on session four, you got plus one corruption for staying on the case, plus one for helping Yersinia get the book, uh, and then mm -hmm. minus two for developing a new bond. Uh, Ryan didn't get anything because Ryan was bad at hiking. Default. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I just was, I remember listening to that where Ryan was so pissed about all of the stupid walk up for my stupid mental health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan failing to gain sanity from being in yeah. nature. <laughs> when do I feel better? This sucks. <laughs> Nature's bullshit. I'm gonna gotta hang out with Jurgen and figure out how to sneak. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go watch yeah. the Jurgen. There's this great moment where where Rob like I think uh, uh, Maddie was saying like, oh, well, yeah, Ryan's gonna learn stealth from watching movies, and it was like. This brief aside of like, yeah, sitting there with Jurgen and Jurgen just like, that's not how you would do that. That's not how you would do that. This is all wrong. <laughs> I love that. Well, that you know, sur good. surgeons and lawyers and stuff can't watch certain TV shows uh, and movies. And I assume that criminals also can't. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Jurgen, you got plus one for showing your therapist the L sign. Not, not Oh, cool. God. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this. You just went full bore on the poor schmuck and he believed you. Uh, you uh, did lose two corruption for uh, healing some sanity, actually. So if you'd made those checks uh, there, Ryan, you would have been fine or you would have. Yeah. Um, I feel, like, I feel yeah. like there's a short story there somewhere about like a therapist just slowly losing their mind just and disappearing. Their life fucking <laughs> ruined. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plus one Jorgen for studying the unnatural and another plus one for opening the little red door in Barbus's house and seeing your Yersinia from 20 years ago. Um, let's see here. What's wrong have... with that? It's always good to see your Yersinia. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Session five. Uh, plus one Ryan for accepting a copy of the play and flashback to the busker singing I Saw the Side. Uh, let's see here. Plus one Yersinia opening the satellite phone. Uh, opening it up from the inside and seeing it was made of dirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this the book has a whole thing about, yeah, you can they, you just feed all kinds of orders and crazy shit to them uh, if they keep listening to the sat phone. Like, So the phone uh, is just a red herring device. No, the, I mean, the phone will actually like, we need some guns. 
You'll get some guns. Oh, uh, really? yeah, yeah. But little It'll, do you know, it's orc technology. Yeah, yeah oh, it'll no. be like like old Tommy guns used in murders in the uh, 1930s or something like that. Yeah. Oh, of uh, course. Like yeah. fucking the the weapons that we found when we were in Carcosa, kind of shit. Just mm-hmm. like EB Cooper's uh, pistol. Let's see. Plus one uh, to Marley for accepting the book. Uh, plus one Jurgen for looking for hidden rooms, doors at Dorchester House, and finding them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, basically, one of the things, one of the principles of this campaign is to listen to your players and just agree with whatever they think it is. Especially the more corrupted huh. they are, the more likely things will just happen be- because they think it's true. Is that why you kept asking me, like, What's yeah. your sanity? Is that why you were like, you're sanity? Oh, in the last session? Um, yeah. Well, in the last session, that's because the Gallery of the Shades has a mechanic for an agent becoming obsessed and not never wanting to leave. Uh, uh, all right. We, fi- okay. we figured that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we neatly sidestepped that issue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With some drugs, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, drugs. The solution, the cause and solution to all life's problems. Uh, so in session six, you were in the uh, Dorchester House, the night version of the Dorchester House, uh, which is the big, like, the, the, it's the whole basis of the second chapter is that you're not a Delta Green agent. You've been a mental patient this entire time. That, that sort of mm. flip reversal. Um, and, uh, obviously this is when things really get off the rails. Um, uh, let's see, minus one, let's see, corruption minus two for your Cinia, actually, uh, for book, burning the book and for, uh, the extraction of the sample, uh, from, uh, you, my Patsu, I wanted yeah. that back. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you, you, I you really wanted to find friend again. Like yep. I, I would have, Marley would have done some shit to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, you you did get some cor- a point of corruption for going to the encounter group. You gained some sand and, and gained some corruption. Yeah. What? Yeah. Something as wholesome seeming as the encounter group? I don't understand. I love I love that by the way. Like like Ryan getting hooked on that and Marley just being like my one thing, my one professional thing <laughs> is that's a cult. Don't fuck with that cult. <laughs> Wait, Nexium is what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see also ryan you did uh plus one for saying those patients aren't real uh yeah that that was yeah uh then marley you took a scalpel that was not great uh and you ate a bug you ate one of the gold bugs yum, so yum. That was, yeah that was another and one no one caught me no one ever yeah. found out about that Mm-mm. i i have a note for this session that it just says now that's a slippery floor because <laughs> we were just failing the entire. Oh yeah, oh, that the fight where Jurgen almost died. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had oh, a real begin. I forgot yeah. about our fucking daredevil hallway fight. Like, <laughs> man, yeah, just. Um, so yeah, that's another thing. That's the, the 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 finale chapter two is escaping, and the the confrontation with the clown is like a big thing for it it's one of the few fixed points in the entire campaign like um the night floors getting to dorchester house and then escaping dorchester oh so a lot of players find out what the clown does oh they all they they all like i mean yeah uh yeah a lot of players do um and it definitely could result in a a, at least one player kill or entire tpk in some cases apparently yeah Uh, because it does lethality yeah uh, it does lethality uh also uh everybody but yersinia Got one point of corruption for digging into the library. Uh, so, sure. yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, the clown, I really did roll a 23 to give you the one of the few results that would not have killed you, Marley. Uh, <laughs> and I think I explained what happens when you do, but I think you just blow up and turn into confetti uh, or mm-hmm. glitter. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, it's extremely I cool. I don't remember that. That's yeah. I don't. I don't think you did tell us that. Oh, okay. fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would have been so grim. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, one of the one of the principles of this campaign is, yeah, customize it to your players too. And so that's why the backgrounds I was trying to invoke things that your characters have done or knew about. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things I realized. I had all these, you know, each player character has a set of themes and ideas and concepts associated with them. So weave them into the campaign as much as possible um and that's sort it of what seemed I, really natural honestly yeah. like if asked aside from the ghouls because you've outright admitted it mm-hmm. i doubt i could point to be like point at something and be like yeah this is where ross put something in because it, it i mean you did a great job just sort of fitting it all together yeah that's the thing about this campaign is that you can't just you really can't run it as written you have to make some modifications to it mm-hmm. you have to cut it, it only really works when it's customized to your player characters because they are the main characters the spotlight is on them it's all about them um because it's about whether the it's the the main what they think the campaign is about and what it's really about are two different things what it's really about is do they make the play happen or do they not let the play happen uh by bringing the bottle to jc lens that's what the entire campaign rotates around and if you don't do it it's a very different thing but it's all about the ending and whether or not this journey whether or not you make the uh journey to make your own existence possible um which is a very surreal thing um and uh, let's see here. So let's go on to session seven, uh, which is the beginning of act three. Wait. Uh, so when we yeah. fought the paper tiger in mm-hmm. the like darkness of uh, Dorchester house, uh, I recall my companions being very exasperated by Jurgen's insistence on staying and uh, proving his dominance over the beast. <laughs> oh yeah. The paper tiger t- totally could have killed you too. That yeah, was actually, like, did, uh, did it, did that do anything good? Uh, did that like reduce? I mean, you got like or, sand or back I, from killing it, didn't you? Or, yeah, yeah like, you do get sand back. Yeah. Okay, so he just felt good about it. Okay. Yeah, he just felt good about it. Yeah, that I I I kept notes of all the sand. Yeah, killing anything doesn't reduce corruption. It's uh, burning books and like basically you you lose corruption by saying fuck this, burn the books, stop looking into it, stop trying to make sense of it, uh, reject it, you know, and right. you gain corruption for trying to understand it. So we essentially had a party of two people who were more likely to reduce corruption and two people who were extremely likely to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's actually a pretty good uh, uh, summary. Yeah, that, uh, I, I have yeah. another note. Uh, oh. mm-hmm. uh, I have another note written down. A uh, paper tiger hidden bookshelf. Uh, <laughs> that's Just, pretty good. Like I wrote uh, so many notes for this fucking campaign. None of them useful. Do I know who people <laughs> are? No. Do I know what happened last time? Not really. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you have a good t- idea of your response to things in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the paper tiger has three stat blocks based on how bright it is: night, dusk, and day. Um, it ha- it always has the ability paper and junk. It's immune to firearm attacks. Uh, explosives and fire are different. Um, explosives do full effect. Fire inflicts two d six damage per turn. Uh, there and fire and explosives are enough to make it flee immediately. Uh, if you bl- kill it, it comes back eventually. So yeah. Mm. Um, but you feel good for killing it. 
Uh, and at night, is it's at its worst. It has like strength 35, 35 hit points. Maul 2d8 does 2d8 plus 2 damage. Armor piercing 1. Uh, yeah, so it's very nasty. And you're not, yeah, you're not going to win a fight with it uh, without... <laughs> extraordinary weapons um so yeah session seven where it gets really interesting because the third act once you escape from the dorchester house though you're no longer in the real world if you ever were like it's it specifically says you're now um it's how long does it take you to get to the hotel bro uh bin until thing things are just going to get worse and worse and worse for you um but you've also changed as a result of going to the night world and coming back you all gain powers and insights um so there's an entire table of it in the book um i think on t50 something 260 um that uh yeah page 259 is where it starts if you want to look at it um but it I picked your powers uh, for the most part. Um, so Through your random table. Yeah, no, I wanted ones that would be interesting and versatile, like ones that would make the game interesting. Um, I knew I wanted at least one player to have the demon's power. As soon as I read the book, I was like, someone's got to have the demon's power because I want the players to fuck with the demons because the demons yes, are very cool. Someone who the, could possibly. Well, by the time we got there, it was obviously had to be Yersinia. Like, Maybe the bitch with the demon tattoos. Which IRL demon marked. I have uh, most alchemical and demonic sigils tattooed up my left arm. It's like a sick. whole sleeve that I did. Oh, sick. Damn. Well, that, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You gave Hell me fucking yes. keys to the goddamn oh. city with that. I, I was so happy. Oh. So, um, what was, uh, so I, I, I assume that Marley was repeater. Um, uh, yeah, eventually, I was uh, originally, um, I didn't give, uh, uh, so basically I didn't want to roll them all at once. Like you, it wasn't going to be like Captain Planet. Oh, you know, right. no have this power. Yeah. So I wanted it to be more natural. So, um, in the first session, uh, or in session seven, I only mentioned Ryan has the mirror power. Cause I was, I was easily able to have that trigger. Cause Ryan saw, looked at, you know, himself in a mirror and, Oh wait, that's weird. Uh, and that's then, money. <laughs> yeah, that's money. Uh, and I was, a lot of the times I was listening very carefully to your conversations. And whatever you're talking about, what you needed, what you what we're looking for, I was like, okay, well, I know what's going to show up next, and so, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like, oh, we 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 need some money. He's like, oh, well, guess what, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you're saying he obviously had the demon powers. Um, originally, I was going to make you the repeater, Jurgen. Um, and uh, but Jurgen turns out can't be killed. <laughs> Yeah, well, he until he was almost dead, but not quite. Uh, only mostly dead. He was only mostly dead, so it was very awkward. So I actually moved that over. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so back in session seven. Uh, so originally, yeah, I was going to give Marley the uh, two Carcosa power, which is like you just find things from Carcosa um, <laughs> and just like find links and clues and evidence and artifacts and things like that. So it was just a way to feed you leads and stuff like that um mm. but uh, yeah a lot of corruption in this episode um uh, in session seven well after you escape uh everyone lost four uh for escaping dorchester house oh God. Uh, yeah uh plus one marley for uh seeing herself in the the hotel uh plus one uh <laughs> Uh, Jorgen for uh, hunting the paper tiger for going choosing to go after it uh, <laughs> from uh, hell's heart I stab at thee yeah plus one Ryan for finding weapon plus two 
Marley, you taught you you found out what the clown did. Uh, I did. Yeah, and that that's uh, permanent. That can never be reduced. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, plus one Marley for recognizing the demonic seal. Uh, plus one Ryan or plus one Marley for recognizing the seal. Plus one Ryan for realizing they're not eating in the night world. Uh, oh, no. God, all the various realizations yeah. of like time not working right especially once we got to the hotel mm -hmm. but even yeah Ooh. yeah plus one you're sitting here for contacting malthus and plus one ryan for using the mirror portal um and uh yeah so session eight uh plus one everyone uh for going through the mirror um and plus one Yersinia for contacting Forrest slash Dr. Dolan. Plus one to all but Yersinia for Mirror Restaurant. And plus one all but Yersinia for the God. hospital. Um oh. and, Yeah, we were doing a lot of mirroring when I first got that. I feel like yeah, we yeah, yeah. a lot of people yeah. with that accidentally. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I feel uh, like it's after after uh Jurgen was almost torn in half by like busting mm -hmm. <laughs> busting stitches. Uh <laughs> I think that made a little bit of gun shyness come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the static agents start showing up in Chapter 3. Oh. The, the, the gas mask guys. Uh, you mm. can also have regular Delta Green agents, uh, what they call zip teams in the book, which are just regular Delta Green agents that show up and try and kidnap and uh, then take you to an isolated site to kill you. Mm. Uh, but sometimes they drop you over to the police station, then it's an abandoned police station suddenly, and there's no one there. Um, so... Um, yeah, chapter three is not structured. Like it is just like a list of things that can't happen. And eventually you get to the hotel. Like, uh, so a lot of chapter three, I just kind of made up because the, the entire thing about Louisiana is suggested in the book, but what you found in Louisiana is entirely me. Like, uh, mm -hmm. the Island doesn't exist. Uh, the hotels, not, the, the, the resort there. Is that makes mess. sense after the fact, but at the time I would not have called that. It felt very like fit. It fit very well in with everything <laughs> else in the campaign so far. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course, session nine was our special session uh, where we had to deal with Jurgen being in the hospital because Delta green recovery rules are a bitch. You could do not heal fast in that campaign. And you yeah. not have, um, that was have such a unique and, fun experience uh yeah. in which i shat my pants like five times yeah i loved <laughs> spectating that one that oh, i cool. i I'll, i'm waiting until it drops like in the release schedule i i have not uh yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm obviously to caleb for fucking jumping in on it <laughs> yeah, i'm so bummed i didn't get a chance to spectate uh on that that sounds wild um yeah the the session nine so basically at that point like with the way delta like a delta green you heal very slowly and until you're fully healed you you can't just go around strangling people um and you 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 just open up pop your stitches and and you bleed out um so i had your so basically in my head it was jurgen was definitely going to survive the question was whether he became a ghoul or a repeater um and of course you guys had no idea what a repeater was so like it was like i just don't want to die i want to fight on and like okay well that makes sense but we can't kill jurgen not yeah. jurgen <laughs> um and, uh, so yeah and he fucking made it yeah. He dragged himself bleeding by his fingertips to fall into a sewer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, where it's so. safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so yeah, yeah. i made obviously that was all new uh yeah material yeah, i think was- rob had just gotten over covid for that episode as well so like your voice was so gravelly like you had been yeah. shot multiple times <laughs> yeah yeah that's right my voice was fucked up um i made so, yeah. it work I actually looked up like how, what kind of phrasing they use for incidents in hospitals, like what kind of how they, oh, due to an incident, we have activated our emergency plan. Code, sil- code silver. An external mm-hmm. threat has been identified. Like I, I looked that up to get the wording right. And um, yeah, I, it's just yeah, a little goes a long way, right? Like mm-hmm. weird phone calls and cryptic messages and like. You don't have to hint too much. And you, I just had the static agent and I was like, well, that's enough, really. It's an immortal dude with a shotgun who's going to keep coming back, you know, uh, copy paste until he's, he gets the job done. But yeah, like uh, once I realized, well, Jurgen's going to become a ghoul now. OK, well, that's fine. But I really want someone to be a repeater. And there's only one person without a power left. That's why in session 10, I just that had a was... dude come up. Shotgun. Yeah, that was the perfect time for that to happen. <laughs> Yeah. Like that that moment where like like your Cydia like it was at, so like good. wants her jacket back and Marley just is like sitting there broken and then I I'm pretty sure I fail a perception check yeah and everyone else hears a gunshot <laughs> <laughs> oh oh chills. It also yeah. didn't feel forced, right? It's not like, oh, well, no. Ross like had to get it done. Like it felt like we had been stalked for so long. It just happened. It's like, oh fuck, this is yeah. real. Yeah. Let's go. Like it put like like flames under us. Like get the fuck out, kind of. Yeah. I think that really punctuated our feelings about the static agents, where it's like, yeah, they'll <laughs> just kill you. They'll just <laughs> kill you and find you, and then yeah, it's bad. I mean, they do talk about like in the book, uh, I was following the, the sort of guidelines where they had was like, have them show up at first in the distance and like have them get closer at, mm-hmm. over time. Like you just see someone in the distance, then you hear something, then someone and then you see a reflection in the window nearby and then they start shooting at you. So like mm-hmm. I, I use that same thing. Like I, I think I hinted at them like two sessions, like the very first session you get out, I think you seize them or something like that. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to like just, oh yeah, now there's guys with shotguns. No, like I, I, I definitely foreshadowed it. Um, what's well, a nice, but, um, like, especially early on, there's, there's that, the problem of having so many threads to pull and, mm-hmm. and the, the static agents showing up at a point where it's like, no, we just need, you just need to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like they, they add a, like a tension and a propulsion that I don't necessarily think we we like had to be forced forward, but I think it, it adds a good, um, yeah, just a, a good sense of uh, momentum, uh, regardless. Yeah. So that actually, um, that's how I approach uh, like chapters three and four, because they, they say like, you just have to get to a hotel in order for them to get to car, have a chance to get to Carcosa. Um, but like they just, Oh, all these things can happen. So for me, I was like, well, this isn't enough. So I was like, you know what? They had that guy, uh, Wist, uh, or Mr. Wild, uh, whichever one it was say, Oh, find out about this dude in Louisiana. So, okay. I'll give them all, I'll structure. I'll have oh, my Wist. Structure. Yeah. 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 Um, if they do this, if they do a favor for Mr. West, then he will show them how to get to the hotel uh, or he'll take them to New York and then they have to do one more thing. And then that will lead them directly to the hotel. So I added my own structure into it. So basically it's more of a blank canvas in the, in the, in chapter three for you to impose a, like, like after running so many sessions of Delta green, I realized like 
the question I ask myself now is like, what are they doing in the game? What is the thing that they are doing? Um, and like, what is the activity? And so like, uh, when I get it down to that basic level, then I can start filling in the cool thematic stuff. But like, you have to figure out what is it you're doing? Are you fine? You know, like trying to find something, kill something, look here, find out what's going on in the place. Like there, there's a, a, a thing. And, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, how I approach it. It's like, oh yeah, just find out about this dude in Louisiana. No problem. Um, and it was easy. Um, <laughs> So yeah, the ghoul rules uh, for uh, Jurgen that I wrote out that you kind of figured out. Um, you lose one sand every time you see sunlight. Um, Yay! And, uh, you can no longer regain sand for killing monsters or saving people. Uh, gain one point of strength or con up to twenty four per human consumed. Um, I didn't also. I should have had you. I, I forgot about this one. Lose one d three sand every time you eat a corpse. Uh, fully heal all damage if you eat a corpse. Uh, oh, I would have made that trade a couple times. <laughs> yeah, uh, lose 1d6 sand for every week you don't eat a corpse. Um, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> roll, roll power times five every night. If you fail, have a dream. Make a sand check for nightmares. Zero 1d6 sand. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, that, those were the gu guidelines I did for ghoulification. Um, and also, so, you just had to, yeah, yeah. In relation to Jurgen Gulification, <laughs> I loved it because I think I felt like it leaned into Yersenia's perception of Jurgen as a dog. Well. <laughs> really did. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I mean, something yeah. that didn't happen that I was kind of like keeping in the back of my mind, uh, keeping my finger on the trigger. Uh, if Jurgen like needed to eat, a dead body or something. I was going to have Yersinia saw off some of her fingers as a snack for Jurgen. <laughs> Aww. Uh, true friendship. Um, yeah. I yeah, kind of wish I had gone. I, I, I wish <laughs> I, if I had known, I would have engineered something to make that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah there's oh, no, a couple different things where I was <laughs> like, okay, this might happen. I don't know if it will. I won't pursue it, but if it does, it, I'm so ready. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, anyway, one yeah. thing. Uh, I do want to mention uh, now that I think about it is the reason one of the reasons I wanted to introduce other supernatural things, unnatural things into the campaign is to make Carcosa scarier because mm -hmm. the one thing I did was like have ghouls and Club Apocalypse in there because basically as soon as they they know not to fuck with Carcosa and as mm -hmm. soon as they detect it, they're like, oh, God, no, 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 get away. And that's why you were banned from Club Apocalypse, mm -hmm. uh, Jurgen. And why the ghouls were so fucky about that. Like, they just, everyone knows Carcosa is the ultimate, like, cancer of everything. It just destroys, it consumes everything. Um, and nothing escapes. Um, yeah, so, that, like, yeah. listening to those early episodes and that guy who showed up to, up to be like, you, you can't come to Club Apocalypse no more. Like, now that I understand the corruption mechanic, that made, oh, okay. Um, I see. And, and that's actually a named NPC from Delta Green Countdown in their write up with the Club Apocalypse. The dude who fishes out bodies from the river and does, you know, errands for the 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 uh, the fate. Um, yeah. Uh, also, the the ghoul you've met in the, the cemetery, um, uh, Marty, the, the guy with glasses, that's actually uh, from a cult of ghouls that operates in formerly in New Orleans. Uh, but Delta Green canonically like wipe them out or like 
uh, uh, force them to go underground during the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. They send in kill squads to like root them out. Um, and uh, I forgot what their name is. Uh, it's it's a family, a Demonte clan. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, a little cameo here from other Delta Green lore. Very um, fun. Uh, but in corruption in session 10, plus one Marley for dying. Good job, repeater. Um, uh, minus one for all for using the fishing boat. Uh, instead of using the mirror, uh, like that was, oh. this was the point where it was yeah. Marley. He was just like, maybe we shouldn't just keep Think. going through. Yeah. It feels like every time we do supernatural shit, a gas mask guy murders me. Yeah. So maybe we should do something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, plus shocking, one shocking moment of self-preservation concern for Marley. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and plus two for Yersinia for uh, two demons summoning Alistair. Uh, <laughs> I summoned Ronova. two that time? Uh, oh, yeah, Alistair uh, and Right? Ronova. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this when you that accidentally that made too. yourself immortal? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. I knew I was going to make myself immortal. Oh, okay. I had a plan. From the moment I had the demon book, I was already concocting my fucking strategy. Uh. And so one of the things that I mentioned, you know, I had my uh, proverbial finger on the trigger of is a couple times in the campaign up to that moment, we saw like previous versions of ourselves, you know, like versions of us Mm -hmm. pre time skip Mm -hmm. when we were younger. I got the impression that running into them would be a sort of like self annihilation sort of thing. But I really, really, really wanted to see if I could uh, uh, meet up with my younger self and make her the one that doesn't age, and see if that affected present time. <laughs> oh, that would have been so cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like that would have just, I feel like though you meet your your previous self, and, and that's game over. Like, that's... Uh, there's over. nothing in the game about meeting. You You can see yourself, but that's it. Like, there's no game, there's okay. nothing in... You could add it. Like, the thing about Impossible Landscapes, and Dennis, I think, in the interviews has said, he's like, yeah, just add your own stuff. There's no, like, canonical mm. version. Just do whatever you want with it. Um, it it's there to 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 fuck with essentially um and uh the, the other demon you summon uh yeah oh sorry the other demon you summon is the one who taught you tartesian i think um yeah What's a, yeah he gave you or he gave you skills uh in something that's what i feel like did. okay no maybe i summoned three demons that session because i feel okay. like i also or maybe it was the next session where i asked about what the fuck was up with marley after she died mm-hmm. um yeah let, yeah that was session 10 let's take a look uh you went to the island uh, or you 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 got the boat, and of course I had to add in other people like Imline showing up. Imline's mm-hmm. not a major character at all in the book; like she's there, but like I made her really? into a major character, mm-hmm. yeah. Because uh, I I just like the idea of like, oh yeah, I, I just made it as a thing. It's like, oh, World of Outdoors, of course your daughter's going to be reading it. Well, because uh, so Amanda's like, not in the yeah. book either, right? Like, oh was, no, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it's hundred percent just me because I wanted which to... shocked me, by the way. I was floored <laughs> by that. <laughs> um, the book does have a lot of things talking. Uh, there's this whole thing called passing strange for all these character write-ups NPCs. Well, they talk about they have some inexplicable link to someone else connected to everything. And so, like, I just get, oh, Amanda Fitzroy, obviously she's, you know, family of Emmeline. And so, like, yeah, that's her passing strange. So, um, yeah, that is. Uh, uh, and and so I just grabbed in other names and, uh, yeah, I had Emmeline show up again and again because I liked her as a character. And I thought mm. uh, it was an interesting person to to meet in the night world. It's not everyone wants to kill you. They just would have a conversation. Yeah, that you. was the, yeah. that's what made her yeah. so 
fucking weird and compelling. Like, what is her deal? Yeah, she was an interesting, interesting character because she wasn't directly antagonistic, but by being part of this whole thing was regarded as antagonistic, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, she never did anything necessarily. Well, because, like, your introduction to the book that she wrote was, like, Noya having read it when you called to check in. And so it's, like, this very threatening introduction to someone who is not actually a threat. And so it was, oh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of use her in some ways, kind of like a stand-in for the way Abby is uh, 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 described at the end of the, the book. Um, mm. as just kind of this vaguely helpful person, but they love what's going, they're fine with what's going on. So yeah, just enjoy the party. Uh, yeah. Uh, session 11. Uh, let's see here. This is where you're on the island. Uh, plus one corruption for Ryan for controlling the lion robot. Uh, <laughs> um, plus one for Ryan for using the mirror. Uh, yeah, plus one you're sitting here for Persan. Uh, so you summon the demon. I think that's the one who yes. tells you about the other demons. Uh, uh, no, that was so I remember that. That yeah. was so after Marley died and came back, mm-hmm. Yersinia was convinced that this Marley was fake. Oh, or yeah, per, yeah. Go or on. that this Marley was like somehow mm. this isn't an end of game Marley. Like this, yeah, this wrong, is, wrong Marley. Yeah, wrong mm. Marley. Uh, is that <laughs> new Marley? Who this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that is that in any way true? Was that suspicion like on the point? Like I don't know what the fuck the deal is. It's the same Marley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not all Marleys are made. What do you mean? Yeah. Is is Marley, I guess, doomed after that point? Like once she's I mean you're is she doomed? No, uh, specifically the way the book is written, you can be a, most repeaters are zero. Once you become zero sanity on a repeater, then you're fucked. Uh, uh, but as long as you have some sanity points, you have a chance of escaping. Um, it's slim, but okay, yeah. Cool. Um, so wait, yeah, the basic campaign works. If you want to boil it down to is, um, get through all this bullshit, uh, <laughs> to get to the whisper labyrinth, find JC Lynn's bottle. If you can find JC Lynn's bottle, you can go to Carcosa. If you go to Carcosa, you can get to the palace. If you can get to the palace, you can get in with an invitation. Although the book is actually silent on where you get the invitation from. So I added that in myself, like, mm. um, I- I- exactly where. So you get in the palace, you get the masquerade ball. You give J.C. Lynn's his bottle. Then there are chances to escape if you get out before the king shows up. (laughs) Otherwise, so there's three endings to the campaign. Escape, consumption, and revelation. Um, You can only escape if you've given J.C. Lynn's his bottle. um, Because then he writes the play and makes it possible. Um, Then if you do anything else, you're either consumed by the king in yellow, either metaphorically or quite literally. Uh, There's an ending where he eats you. Um, you turn into a tiny doll and he just eats you. Um, and, or you, you get this revelation and you zero sand, your mind is gone. Um, and other horrible fates. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's the basic, uh, direction of the campaign. Yeah. Prasan answers questions about the King of Yellow. So, uh, repeaters are normally zero sand people who are stuck in a loop and they go on and on and on and on forever. Now they're, yeah, go on. Uh, this was definitely the session where, like, I half was suspecting Marley of like now being yeah corrupted or something because mm-hmm. it's just like I don't know. Marley said that we should go to the airport, and then Static did arrive. Are they following her? Is she like? Can they see through her? Because she was killed, but I was like, there's something about Hurtful. Static that has corrupted Marley. That's that- so good because Hurtful. so this was the session where I had you at gunpoint. 
So we had two, two agents that were like, it was just fucking, oh, I didn't, ah, oh, that's good. I love that. I love that the, we, we were like turning on each other, but managed mm-hmm. to hold cohesion barely. That's, that's uh, the way that we reestablish our community bond is by uh, maybe killing each other close almost. Like, um, Yeah, what was it? Was it session five or six where we I had to introduce like rules for... <laughs> I think it was five. Versus, yeah, play, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I don't know where my write-up is, but yeah, I did. Like do it a turned write-up. into a Soderbergh movie <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> so was basically, it after we burnt the house down, yeah, but it, like you guys were mm-hmm. in the house, like. Mm-hmm. So basically, because what I remember is that you're you're saying you got the red book, um, and Jurgen perceived uh, Yersinia get the red book. <laughs> And I was concerned that they were going to kill each other in the next session. And which mm, I was like, that's yeah. fine. But I just don't want it to be like one player waits for the other to go to sleep. It's like, I shoot them in the head. I want there to uh, be a confrontation. Honestly, yeah. mate, like, and it's hard to pick. But mm-hmm. just in terms of like in the moment, like experience of playing this, maybe my favorite session. Uh, oh. Just it, hunting it like, good. oh. Yeah, because there's a, really, there's a big chunk of that AP that is just them talking to each other. Like, yeah, yeah, I really like the White relationship knuckle. between Jurgen and Yersenia building oh, as like so good, kind of antagonistic, but like check balance into like mutual respect. Yeah, you mm-hmm. two knocked really me out good. that session. Like both of you are fucking champs. Oh hell yeah! Well, and that was part of the arc for Jurgen that I did not plan at the beginning uh but like it 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 became clear that like he was starting off as like a hurt animal in a corner by himself like ready to bite uh whoever tries to touch him uh but then like he slowly became more of a real person uh through his relationship with the other agents but of course the way things went he ended up being a hurt animal alone, uh, ready to bite oh. whoever touches him by the end again. Uh, oh, that's really fuck. Oh. That actually fucking hurts. And like, I really like, I do like the symmetry of like, essentially like you would expect the escape from the play to be the false thing that mm. gets pulled out from under a person. But in, in the Jurgen character arc, the escape from the play was more or less real. The escape from himself was what got pulled away from him. Yeah, you, your your reward is an eternity where you started. Like that's yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Since I'm, th- I was thinking, I was mm-hmm. thinking of him in the vein of like literary naturalism of like Cormac McCarthy and Stig Larsson mm-hmm. and stuff. And so uh, that was really satisfying to end it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I just say I I loved the endings for these characters. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, to not to skip ahead too much, but just goddamn the ending we hit. Uh, oh yeah, I thought about that quite a bit on like how oh. to how to structure it. Um, because yeah, it was very challenging. Like, what the fuck do I do? Because they have suggested endings, but they say again the cut the 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 main principle is customize it to the individual player characters. That yeah, is fuck the, you, Detweiler. You're not the boss of us. So I used the existing endings as guidelines, but like yeah, everything else. And in fact, Ryan basically had a a written ending like uh, default. default. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the, actually the S ending. That's the best ending. Is like I, yeah. I mean, depending on, depending <laughs> on your point of view, wins. right? Yeah, you escape. You can live the rest uh, of your life. If you're, yeah, you're, nope. uh, Ryan gets to be a person and gets to have uh, a family and gets to see his grandkids. And uh, yeah, Delta Green doesn't know who he is. He's free. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. And of course, we all headcanoned that Noya ends up in Delta Green because she wonders oh, where yeah. her mom went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I would I would say that's probably yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, and it's and at some point Jurgen is going to end up like saving her life or protecting her as a ghoul. Honestly, like, honestly, in the shadows and eating someone. Honestly, uh, probably better than if Marley had shown up alone. Uh, <laughs> I think Jurgen's a better parent at this point. I God, Yer- I feel like Marley would have just spiraled out of control. Oh, it would have been alone. bad. Yeah, I was really see. I didn't know like exactly. I thought like. Marley would choose. I wasn't sure if Marley would choose Noya or Yersinia, and I thought like, well, if you choose <laughs> Noya, then you can't find Yersinia. But other than that, you can live. You'd be like Ryan. You could live your life. Like, yeah. but yeah, she's uh, a bad girl. She didn't listen that. to the end. I was, I was this close. You can't see it, but I'm pinching my fingers together to telling Jurgen to take Marley out of the mm. of the place. Yeah, he probably, uh, he probably would have asked you if you were sure, but that was a but if you if you nodded to him, he probably would have uh, done it. Yeah, uh, the thing is though, depend. Well, the the question is then, if Marley, if Jurgen, well, yeah, how would that have played out? Because the thing is, the way it's written is also if you delay or hesitate when you're trying to escape, you have to make a skill check to still go through, and you fail that, you're stuck. Like yeah, you cannot yeah, yeah. hesitate. So I'm going Marley to cause had... problems. Like my, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you all may have noticed, when we got to the ball, my my mission became I am going to cause problems on purpose. Yeah. So unless Marley went with you automatically, or if you crit succeeded on knocking uh, Marley out. Like, oh yeah. No, I would I would have probably had to choke her. What out was and it? Tie her what out. was yeah. it that uh? What was it that I was on your sheet, uh, Faye? The anchor. Yeah, I would have yeah. been everyone's anchor in that situation. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do anchor all. Dragging all, all of you, of you yeah. fuckers down with me. Um, yeah, so we'll get to back to the end when we get to that. Sorry, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, so let's see here. Session 11. We And then Marley uh, actually uh, lost to corruption for, uh, we shouldn't use mirrors uh, speech. Uh, I think that was on the plane to New York. Um, and then uh, session 12, again, the, the whole thing about like painting the L sign on the side of a building or like using the lights to do that. That is suggested in the book as one of the possible chores you can do. It's like, oh, well, that's obvious. You do that up and that lights, you know, lights the beacon to Gondor, right? You can mm-hmm. you can see the hotel and then everything hit the shit hits uh, shit hits the fan. Um, let's see here. Corruption plus one uh, in session 12 plus one Yersinia for opening the night floors, awakening it. Good job there. Oh, uh, God, that was a moment. <laughs> All when yeah. the dog comes out. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, plus one Marley for summoning Alistair. Uh Good job on the yeah. regular summoning. Uh, preliminary invocation. I'm glad somebody got to do that so we could see what that was like. Mm-hmm. Um, A dark and, song. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, great movie. You should see that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, watch that if you haven't. Anyone, everyone. <laughs> 